<laughs> she, she is like family whole time. Did we do a mic check? Everybody nah, check? Everybody good? Mic check. One, two, one, two. I can hear everybody. Everybody's good? Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, we in here? Yeah. Everybody? Can hear everyone. Okay, great, 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 great. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going um, to just start it out with, uh, I had a, an adventurous week this week. How so? My daughter was sick, and you know I hate that. Oh, man. So my little baby girl was sick this week. and um, How old is she? She's one. She'll turn two in January, January 19th. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so. It's right around the corner. You know, I hate when my, my kids are sick, especially my little girl, so. Aww. Yeah, it was, a little, it was a little rough week for me. I was worried about her. She had her doctor's appointment Thursday, so we find out she's, she's good to go, so that was a good thing. Anything good with y'all? Anything important we need to know? Any, any events coming up? Anything? Same right. old, same old, brother. You same old, same old. Um, Rip, you got a track? Oh, yeah. I, I got some good news. Oh, go ahead. Let me hear it. Uh, I want some money in the Maryland lottery. Oh, yeah. Did you get how, that? I how sent much you some get? money for that ticket. Did you get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how much I, we get? I won 500 pennies. Oh, oh wow. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to share with my podcast. Hey, you. that's what I'm talking about. Let me get like 45 pennies, bro. You, bro. Every All little right. bit counts, right? Hit that track, DJ. That smooth vibe. That smooth vibe. Yeah. We chilling tonight. We a little short staff. It's that smoking jacket So vibe. the vibe, we got the smoke going. I'm going to paint a picture for y'all. We got a nice bottle of wine on the table with a bottle of Jameson and ginger ale. And we're just cooling out to the vibes. <laughs> it's the You and You podcast, unproductive and unapologetic. I'm That's your us. boy, O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. Next to me is. It's your boy, Rip. <laughs> the spiritual gangster, Mr. I am. I am everything I want to be and nothing you can make me. Next to him is. Hey, it's Scott. I'm here. Everybody follow me on Instagram at you and you, Scott. U-A-N-D-U, Scott. Everybody should be following the unproductive underscore unapologetic official Instagram page. Next to him is. Is your main man, Littles, the movie man. Catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Littles1126. Now, tonight we're going to get into a whole lot of male female talk. And tonight we have a special guest. She just landed and flew in into the show. She just hit <laughs> us on the bat phone and said, I'm stopping by. We got. She got pulled like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Allure Nicole. Hey, Allure Nicole, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to, to the show. Thank you. So since we had you here, we had to put the smooth vibes on. Let's vibe out a little bit. Okay, enough of that. You can catch us on iTunes app, right? 
Mm-hmm. You can catch us on Google Play Music, Beyond Podcast Box. You can even request us on your Alexis machine, even though I have to reach out to them because there's an issue with that. I tried the other day. But we are there. It's the UNU Podcast, Unproductive and Unapologetic. Oh, Lord, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, don't say nothing. You don't uh, want playback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> Well, I am, I call myself kind of a budget tur okay. at times, uh, influencer to most okay. on IG and oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. just I, living I, my best life. I know that's right. I noticed normally, uh, uh, normally, you, you recently, you changed your name. What was the? Uh... It was Allure Sky. Mm-hmm. I changed my name um, at one point, <clears throat> excuse me. I kind of dabbled in modeling right, for right. a little bit, but right. that life was kind of a phase and got old. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of revamp and change some things. So I changed it from um, Allure Sky to Allure Nicole. Okay. Um, Nicole is pretty much my um, middle name. Mm-hmm. It, I wanted to change it to my actual name, which is Ashley Nicole, but right. there's a million Ashley Nicole okay. so <laughs> out there. So I just stuck with Allure Nicole. Hey, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. See, that, see, that was pretty easy, right? Yeah, it's simple. <laughs> I, used to have, I used to go by an old name on Instagram. It was uh, Johnny Tapia. Then I became Momatua, and I changed it to <laughs> Old King Johnny. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. First topic, go. um, we got... Uh, Thing about independent women. This is going to be a show dedicated to the women. Let's start it off. All right. Here we go. Almost, I think there is a lot to love about a woman who knows how to be independent, who knows how to take care of herself. She doesn't have to rely on other people to get things done. She's a go-getter. She makes things happen. She handles her business. That should be respected and honored. But notice what I said. A woman who knows how to be independent. The problem or the concern I have is you. when you call yourself an independent woman, you are defining yourself by the exact thing that chokes life out of a relationship. Independence. Because for a relationship to thrive, you need interdependence. We have to rely on each other, trust each other, lean on each other. If we don't have a teamwork environment in our relationship, it's going to fail. So when you view yourself and call yourself an independent woman, you have a harder time getting out of that mindset. First and foremost, I... Mm, Okay, so here we go. How y'all feel about that? It's deep stuff. He hit on a lot of different points. Um... I feel like, look, if if you're if you're a grown ass person out here, you you better be a be independent. <laughs> you better be able to take care of yourself. Exactly. Like if you're a grown up, and you need someone else to take care of you. Then you got a lot of problems, and yeah. you don't you know you need to work on yourself before you worry about getting into a relationship. Absolutely. I think a lot of confusion comes in when uh, a lot of women they view or they 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 equate being. And, and independence with, you know, I got a car, I got my own job, I got my own place, I'm I'm, I'm independent out here. So as as far as a relationship goes, why do I need a, a relationship? But having all that stuff doesn't have anything to do with a relationship. Absolutely. Like you, if if you're a grown up, you should have have, have all those things. Right. You, you know what I mean. Right. So I mean. Everybody should be independent, but just because you're independent doesn't mean you don't want to be with someone. Absolutely, and y'all can't work as a team together. You don't want to get lost in that, and or or like mm-hmm. like uh, go overboard, or like uh-uh. the saying is, too much of anything is never good, right? right. 
agree. I uh, I agree with what Scott said, but um, what I ultimately agree with was when he was talking about interdependence and mm-hmm. working together in a relationship. Like that's something that excites me about relationships. Mm-hmm. Working together and being a team, like Absolutely. that's something that, that gets me excited. Like I get hyped up for that to be working together with somebody and getting stuff accomplished and stuff. Absolutely, and I mean, uh, and your woman should be a help mate. You know what I mean? Right. It's like. You know, I get the whole, um, and it kind of leads into our next, um, our next thing because I get the whole, you know, the man is supposed to do this and do that, and that's all fine and dandy. But in the grand scheme of things, like you just said, it's the teamwork that right. that makes the relationship fun. Why right. one person have to have all the burden? Yeah. You know, that's ridiculous. Talk about it. Hello. I I I agree with both um, you all. Um, this is a you and you podcast first. A woman has to agree with me. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree that I, for me, speaking just in terms of me, I would consider myself an independent woman mm-hmm. um, with those things like you spoke of. Yeah, I have a car. I have a house. I have this, that, and the third. But every woman, regardless of what they say, they want to find love in some type of aspect. Mm-hmm. That. In the, in the grand scheme of things, that won't bring me happiness at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Right. So, you know, ha- building that relationship with someone um, will be a great thing. However, like you said, it can't be one-sided. Mm-hmm. It can't be a burden on one person. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have to add some type of value to this relationship. And if you're not adding that value, um, then the relationship, honestly, is pointless, huh? to be absolutely. honest. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think, go ahead. I think a lot of times... Uh, on both sides, men and women, uh, you know, you come into a relationship with baggage and stuff, so it's kind of hard to have, it's hard for people to let go of certain things that's happened in other relationships, and it's Absolutely. hard for them to, to trust another person, and, you know, just yeah. to be, the the let go and let that person, like, help you or, you know, love you and stuff like that, so I think sometimes that's, that's where the sticky points come in with relationships, people letting go of past stuff. Absolutely, okay. absolutely, and, and it's like, it's, it's one of those things, and I've said this on the show before, it's like, a lot of relationships end badly because we come in worried and focused on the wrong yeah. things, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's, it's so, it's, nowadays, it's so financially driven, you know, it's like, Everything is surrounded. Although, don't get me wrong, money is necessary. Mm-hmm. It's not everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 put way too high on the pedestal when it comes to getting to know somebody. Yeah. Because before we can make money and work as a team and do all these things, do I even like you for real? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's because, an important question. Yeah, it's <laughs> because you sure. would you would go through some things and deal with certain things depending on the person that you're going through that with. If you're coming into the relationship based on that man's finances, when things get rough or, or the rubber meets the road, what is what are we leaning on? Exactly. We can't lean on our money. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to lean on right. each other. And I think that's where a lot of people mess up going into relationships. It's so much focus on the things that don't, like you said, don't make the relationship or don't make the love life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Little, you want to talk on it? Please. <laughs> so are you saying a relationship should be a 50-50 thing? Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. Which well, leads us... A hundred, hundred things. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. But it leads us right, straight yeah. into our next thing. Ooh, with, that was a uh, great segue. Little <laughs> professional. That's, yeah. assist. That's number one. <laughs> so we, we came across a post. Talk about it, Rip. All right. This post was on Instagram, and a guy posted it. And this is what he said. 
Any nigga that say shit supposed to be 50-50 is a bum. My daddy ain't never make my mama go 50-50 on shit. You know why? Because that's a fucking man, goofy-ass bums. Whatever the woman do is extra. You supposed to take care of your woman and never ask her for her money, period. Well, first of all, when he started with his first slide, any nigga, that lets me know it's about to be some ignorant shit. No. <laughs> Usually when I see posts like that, it comes from somebody that's never been in a serious, long-term relationship. And if you're using your mom and your daddy as example for your love life, you will be highly upset when it comes down to it. Because like we say all the time on this show, every relationship is different. There's no blueprint to love and, and, and building something together. What your mommy and daddy did might not work for you, mm-hmm. bruh. You better figure it out for yourself. That was different times, too. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Well, yeah. It won't work now. Yeah, big exactly. time. And then with our parents, we don't always know exactly what went down in mm-hmm. their relationships. That's true. Because they true. hid a lot of things yeah. from us. Absolutely. So they may have had serious issues, right. but you only yeah. saw... You know, just that part mm-hmm. of it. Yep. And Mama so. couldn't ever work because she had a bad background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean that that could be very yeah. well what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. always something like you said. You never know, and then it's not till you're a full fledged adult you find out the real story. Right. If you find out, mm-hmm. exactly. I know you have some bills in your name. Can I say something about this? Thing? <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like we talked about it before. I feel like posts like this are to get likes. Oh, absolutely. You say something like that. Oh, women be like, oh, man, I got to get a man like him. I'm going to follow him. I like his tweets. <laughs> yep. Even though he's tweeting or Instagram and a bunch of bullshit that's not realistic. But he probably you, don't even have a job. Go but ahead. you know, if, if I could, 50-50 isn't always associated with monetary value. That's true. And he yeah. said yeah. his parents' Very relationship true. was, every relationship has rules. When mm-hmm. you get with a partner, you sit down and you talk to him and you say, this is what I expect of you. This is what you should expect of me, or at least you should. Now, back in his parents' generation, their, their, their understanding was probably pops or the father would take care of, of, of the bills. Mm-hmm. Moms would take care of the house. Mm-hmm. I take care of the cooking. I take care of the cleaning. Mm-hmm. I raise the kids. I get them off to school. Mm-hmm. That's 50-50 because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I'm doing this. What, what, what you going to do? Exactly. No, right. no, no, no relationship is, is going to be able to sustain itself if one person, man or woman, is doing everything. Absolutely. And the other person is along for the ride. Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're touching, like how, how we already said, he's already touching the financial aspect to mm-hmm. it. But like Scott was saying, even though they have their roles, they're still working as a team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know. And that was, then, like Scott said, that was the thing that worked for them. Mm-hmm. You right. know, you got, a lot of, you got a lot of women out here that's not down for being a housewife. They want to go out and do, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What do you do about that? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so that's why I said, if he's basing his, his love life off of what his mom and daddy did, he's going to be in for a rude awakening. Because mm-hmm. every woman is not down for you taking care of everything and she don't do nothing but sit back and look pretty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you have some women, that's all they want to do is sit back and look pretty. But guess what? Some men get tired of that too. So it's it's a lot of elements there and that's why I always say and I would keep hopping home on no, there is no blueprint. No relationship is going to look the same. You have to do what works for you. That's why I tell people, be careful when you get in these conversations with your good girlfriends or your boys about what you should be doing in your relationship because every relationship is different. Exactly. Very true. Hey, Very true. we good on that? Yep. Brittany Renner wrote a book. <laughs> Y'all going to have to help me podcast because I, yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know, know who this person is. Yeah, I okay, know. well, I, I know her from Instagram as being, you know, one of the popular Instagram personalities. And the funny, okay. the funny story for me was... When I first came across her, it was on Snapchat, believe it or not. Okay. And 
I couldn't get into her because she talked too much for me. I was like, just shut up. I just want to see what outfit you got on. <laughs> so, so, you know, I never, never could really get into her. And then when she started to show up on my feed on the Instagram, I sort of started paying attention again. But by this time, she was like, Really, really okay. a big so, deal. So, so she made it big as a social media personality. As, absolutely. Yeah, she started doing. Um, her former boyfriend um, helped her to get in shape because okay. he was a football player, and she wanted to like you know build muscle, whatever. But okay. from there, it kind of went to an extreme where I just want to work out. I want to be fit. And she started um, visualizing that via social media to show people you can. This is what I look like. You can do this too. Okay. Did she used to be big? Or? No, she okay. actually wasn't big, but just she like just wanted to joint. tone up. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Of whatever, because she was an athlete as well, right. but she wasn't as toned as he was. Um, so it kind of went from you know trying to just tone up to I have all this muscle okay. or whatever, and started kind of. Um, showing people these are the exercises you can do to achieve this look. And she started doing boot camps, oh, wow. which led to, you know, her popularity on social media, which led to endorsements. Like she okay. had an endorsement with EA Sports. Wow. She had an endorse. She had quite a few endorsements based on um, fitness. her fitness. Okay. Yes. So she got it popping. Um, All right. Sound so like this situation is very weird so now. Have you, have you, <laughs> so why you say this situation is weird? Well, I guess because I was really proud of her you know seeing a woman grow mm -hmm. as many you have a million plus followers fitness you're one of the few black people that have making it in the fitness realm mm. because a lot of times you don't see a lot of us mm -hmm. so for you to be Very a black true. woman making it out there in fitness that was wonderful i applauded her right and then all of a sudden we just had this 180 to where we're turning into superhead Oh, oh, whoa, 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 hold on now. You what, just, just ain't gonna skip over that part and I say what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So explain what you mean by that. So now all of a sudden she just started putting her business out there of who she's dated in the industry, what they've done, what she's done for them, oh, okay. which has led to her now um publishing a book. So this I, is a tell all book. Yes. Oh, it's like okay. a it's like the superhead book. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh, it's a, basically okay. a tell-all with the celebs that she's been with and their sexual escapades and things of that nature. One part that I read online was that she was talking about um, Colin Kaepernick yeah. and, and basically how if he wanted to have sex with her, she had to buy her own plane ticket to fly to him. <laughs> oh, Cap was pimping. <laughs> to see him. Kaepernick's a legend for that. She also had a sexual escapade with um, Lil Uzi, I think yeah, that's I, his name. I, 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 I got a list of the, the <laughs> You got a list of them? <laughs> the okay, okay let's hear this list. Lil Uzi, like okay, her? Uh, the men listed in her book. Right. Casey, the white boy she first dated. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Trey Songs, Ben Simmons from the 76ers. Lil Uzi. And some, Ni some famous Nigerian lawyer. <laughs> No uh, name. Okay. Right. Okay. She has a she has a a very uh, wide palette of she guys. Does, she, she does not discriminate. Apparently. Right. Because Kaepernick to Uzi. To Everybody's different on this list. Is there anybody is, who's sliding to the DM? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, as long as you're a celebrity, right? <laughs> you're a celebrity. Okay. She's Louise. Okay. So she writes this tell-all book. We know that's a money grab. Right. Hopefully for her in her mind, she feels like that's a money grab. Mm. Um, and I haven't read the book. I wasn't. Uh, interested in reading the book, just like I wasn't interested in reading Superhead book, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but I kind of agree with you. I think um, I think she might have got caught up in what a lot of people get caught up in, and it it goes from something 
good, positive, in the right direction, and then it turns into this thing of vanity yeah. or it's all about me, you know. Right. And that was one of the things. Like she would, she would talk. I just, I always, I just remember her. And when I first came across, I'm like, yo, this girl does not stop talking. It was like her snap was like. Click, click, click. And it was just her talking, 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 talking. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> but, you know, I get the whole, you know, how she came on and how she got her popularity. But it's just something about that 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 fame uh-huh. yeah, that just drug. always turns us in that wrong direction for some it's reason. It's the strongest drug out there now. It is, definitely. Yes. And I don't, Yeah, and I don't know what her life was coming up, you know, if she was a popular girl or whatever, mm-hmm. if she, you know, because for some people, they're not used to the popularity yeah. and it corrupts them. And then some people are used to the popularity, but then it's like, but never on You're trying to this, keep up. this like, big of a level. You know what I'm saying? And so... It's it's kind of unfortunate, um, you know, and I I'm just curious as to how females feel about tell all books. Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> if only we had a female. Oh wait a minute, <laughs> we do. To be honest with you, I hate it. Really, I hate it. I truly do. Like that's just something we did not need to know. Right, None of us right, needed to know right. what your sexual escapades are. We didn't need to know who you slept with. Right. To be honest with you, I truly don't even care. Right. Mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. I'm not understanding why she felt the need to put this out. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and they said maybe it was just the money aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Where I'm sure that plays I guess maybe the whole fitness thing, the money was drying up or it wasn't as profitable mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, well, people like whole tendency, so let me talk about this right. now. Right. People are more interested yeah. in things Jumping to that nature. Right. right, so maybe that's what it was. She thinks, okay, let me put this out and I can start making more money. Right. You're looking for um, a way to stay uh, relevant. Right, so exactly. Because right. I say, I call it the, uh, the Cardi B effect. When mm. Cardi B got popping it, off of her personality, mm. and now all the chicks that used to just post booty pics now want to talk and give us conversation <laughs> on, on social media. It's like, wait a minute. They see that's working. Yeah, they see that's, working. that's working. So yeah. she's very open, and she talks about any and everything. And so everybody's like, okay, that's the wave. So now I'm going to do that. You right. know what I mean? But, right. they, but they forget they got to have a personality, and they don't have one like her. Exactly. 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 People fell in love with her on the TV before they ever heard her rap. Exactly. exactly. And that's so what when she started rapping, it was easy to cross over and have fans. And her music is good, and too. she's good. Her yeah. album is good. And well, with Cardi B, even before she got on Love & Hip Hop, she already had a million plus followers. Oh yeah, she was already she, she was already popping Most prior definitely. to Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop kind of elevated that, and once she actually got a hit song, yeah. out of it. And know. I'm on record on this show talking about how I was a fan of Cardi, the Instagram Cardi. Like mm-hmm. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. I didn't never care anything about her music. I just liked her. But I'm one of those people that I like. Um, I I like women that are open and honest and straight up mm-hmm. and she has always been that mm-hmm. no matter how crazy or ratchet it might have been yeah. she, oh, but that was her authentically exactly. now you have people trying to be fake, something they're not yeah right. be, but th- you know that's the social media world you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying i mean we all we all are guilty of it to some to degree the, yeah, to you know what degree. i'm saying yeah. but some people just are on a higher level with their yeah. foolery. Because <laughs> nobody really shows their full life on oh, social media. Oh, hell no. Hell no. I mean, you know, it's all you about... Maybe Will Smith. Mm, you never know. <laughs> you only, uh, you, yeah, I think you only on social media, you show what you're willing to, for people to know. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. You're not going to put anything you do not absolutely want people to know about only social media. And that's usually the good stuff. Yeah. You want to put out there the good stuff. You and know social I mean? media is a big front. 
oh, you yeah. have people that you think they're living a life of luxury, but they don't even have a pot to piss in. Mm-hmm. You have people now paying $100, dollars $300 to pose on a private jet. It's a private jet company that will allow you yeah. to take pictures yeah, like on there. Little, that little Asian girl, what was her name? Oh, yeah, I know Tay, you talked about. Tay, Lil Tay, Tay, yeah. Lil Tay. Her mom was a realtor. She was posting up in the houses. Her mom was selling right, it. Right, right. like it was hers. <laughs> Which led to her being fired. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, you know, right. I get it. And I'm not knocking nobody hustle. Even with Britney Renner, if she go out here and get a million dollars off this book, hey, more power to it. Because trust me, we don't care for it, but it's a lot of people <laughs> that do. Oh, I'm sure. Superhead made a lot off of her book. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this, if it works, it's going to lead another wave. And people that are not as popular, who have probably slept with famous people, they're going to try too. Because they're going to see this is the new popping wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, if you look at Instagram, I've been on Instagram way too damn long. I already know. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, what was it? The, the flat tummy tea. Mm. They were selling that everybody wanted to be fitness models. Yeah. And everybody wanted to do the stupid, uh, unfunny comedy skits on Instagram. <laughs> you said and the unfunny. The unfunny. They're, 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 very, they're very unfunny. <laughs> and if this is the new wave, don't be shocked if somebody else you haven't heard of yet, or maybe have heard of, they got a book next year. Yeah. Talking about all the celebrities they've been with. And that was my curiosity. I was like, okay, Britney Renner writes a book. Do people really want to hear from her? But. I guess so. I want to hear about the people that's in the book. Right. No doubt. But now, every all these celebrities out here that's been knocking them down, they better hold their head because right. uh, that book is coming. <laughs> so, you know, you better be on your P's and Q's. And what she said about Cap, I didn't think that was that bad. For real, for right. real. Well, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how in-depth. I mean, they wasn't in the relationship, so why would he have to pay for a ticket? Right. The part about her, she said he made her fly herself well, out. And I'm like... Kudos to Cap. To, sh- to show me your intentions in this relationship. Are you serious about it? And then when he got to know oh, her. That's what he said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I can and see that. And then when he got to know her, she said she that. a damn fool. <laughs> but when he got to know her, she said that she didn't hear from him again or, or something like that, right? I'm not sure. I don't know. I really. stopped paying attention to, to that whole situation. I don't like none of them over there. <laughs> well, what's your beef? I don't like Brittany Renner. I don't like Kaepernick. And I don't like his. I don't like Kaepernick's girlfriend. Oh, you don't like Kaepernick, now. You know you're going to get right. mauled for that. <laughs> you got to break this listen, down. Listen, right, time, right. like time out, time out. This is the same person that said Michael Jackson case. Listen, I talk shit what? about Beyonce and Michael Jackson on this podcast. You think I care about Kaepernick? <laughs> we know you don't. You don't, crazy as hell. Littles 1126. Like <laughs> we all are. I'm a 49er fan, and I like the team before the player. And he is part of the reason my team sucks now. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay? For those who don't know, his woman now is uh, Nessa. Nessa's mm-hmm. former boyfriend is the star defensive end Alden Smith, who played on the 49ers. For real? He had sex yeah. with her I while they it. were together, leading to the breakup. He got cut. He got caught with a DUI, his downward spiral. Wow. Meanwhile, he's knocking down his ex girlfriend and still playing on the same team. Wow. I didn't respect that. Wow. And after all that happened, team went downhill. Coach got fired. We moved locations. Our stadium sucked. We are terrible now. We got two wins. <laughs> but Cap took the knee, so it's all forgiven. Yeah. Let, me, okay, let me take my deep breath. That was, okay, that, was a, that was a lot to ingest. Ooh, I, was, I was holding that back for a long time. I was about to ask you how long you've been waiting to tell that story. <laughs> Twitter doesn't have enough characters for how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But there you have it with the littles That's hate. Right, that was a lot. Well, that takes Little's us to rant. our next thing, social media tension. Uh, there's a social media tension post. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you put this on the group chat. I uh, did. Yeah. This, I'll be putting stuff on it. This female, she said, uh, she. I guess this is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She said, doing an experiment today. I got onto oh, yeah, YouTube yeah. Live and acted acted like I lost my mind on purpose. I had over 300 people in my lab, live chat 
swearing I was having a mental breakdown. On an average day when I do YouTube live and talk about spirituality, financial stability, business, inspiration, and motivation, I can barely get 50 people watching. It saddens me that we live in a day and age where unnecessary drama is more entertaining than stability. I shut my channel down. Yeah, you know, you know that was Scott. That was uh, Sansa Ray. For real? That was Sansa Ray. <laughs> That's we crazy. went to school with her. Yeah, we went to school with her. Shout out to Sansa Ray. <laughs> yes. Um, That's sad. Yeah, it is. Wow. So let me get this straight. She she went on her her social media platform, pretending to have a, a mental breakdown, and she got even more followers than when she's doing positive con- constructive type stuff let me give you That's a, quick, what she's a quick backdrop you know she she had the big youtube thing i going, remember that and yeah. she got into it with uh tommy sotomayor so, yeah yes. that was crazy too and ever since then she's been catching hell, hell. yeah uh-huh. yeah so it was you know he got a big follow yeah yeah so but, but um ahead. that doesn't surprise me because a lot of people on social media are attracted towards dysfunction mm-hmm. yes they Agreed. they there to see they there for the show mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't care about constructive they don't care about financial literacy they don't care about black history they don't care about you know fitness they they care about what's 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 dysfunctional basically that's what they did for so you know that's that's just the world we living in today yeah Yeah, i mean i even when i i post stuff about you know my blog or Mm -hmm. uh like inspirational stuff or depression and stuff nobody don't be paying attention to that stuff as soon as I post a selfie or something. Oh, yeah. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as you take them clothes off. <laughs> no, because then, then, yeah, then y'all noticed that when I when I did that selfie, and I was like, now that I got y'all attention, <laughs> follow uh, you on your podcast. That's I when I had that. like over 100 mm-hmm. some likes. Oh, wow. But anytime I do like something on my depression or, right. or some uplifting stuff. like right, Some constructive, right? <laughs> yeah, nobody will be paying attention. I got an app on my phone to block all your selfies. Right? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> But but let me say this. Don't don't be discouraged oh, no, about it because don't. and I'm gonna tell you why. When we did this show, this show showed me how social media really works. So yeah. check this out. We could post something uh-huh. on Instagram and all that, and we won't get no likes or yeah, none of that. But people But when I go <laughs> and check for the show, like people checking in and listening, it's through the roof. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We're doing like three to four hundred downloads a day. Whereas we could barely get a hundred likes like, on Instagram, we can get barely get twenty likes. Right. So, <laughs> so I say all that to say, if you're doing positive things and putting good energy on social media, don't be discouraged by not getting likes because right. just because they don't like it does not mean they didn't see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so keep doing that. We need that positive energy. Mm-hmm. Don't be Brittany Renner and go write a tell-all yeah. book. <laughs> I never got distur- discouraged for the simple fact that when I post stuff, I get so many DMs yep. every day when people be asking me questions or mm-hmm. asking me for information and stuff like that. So I get fulfilled off of that. So I don't even, you know, I don't pay attention. So. And the social media dynamic has changed so drastically with the algorithm and all that, yeah. whereas it's not really about likes and follows no more. You know what I mean? And a lot of the people that you see have these huge followings, they've been had it. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of new following going on. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a lot of that. So, uh, you know, again, don't be discouraged. Keep doing what you're doing, especially Mm -hmm. if it's positive, especially if it's good energy, because we need that. We can't never get away from good energy. You got to have a healthy balance. And I was going to speak on the new algorithm of Instagram. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard. It was one point where you can post 
X amount of hashtags and mm -hmm. it's supposed to attract more people right. to your page. Mm -hmm. Now that's not even working. Yeah. I was reading an article where they said now you have to post more Insta stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you have to that's do more thing in your okay. Insta stories now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how big um, the whole IGTV thing is. I think that's still point. still trying to get. Yeah, it I think it's still trying yeah. to get off do ground. a little things, right. but yeah, with the algorithms with Instagram now, it's harder to get followers and likes mm -hmm. and things to that nature, um, or get people or get that traffic to your page. Mm -hmm. um, you have to do a lot of work, and then I was going to say again, um, you have a lot of kids yeah. on social media as well. Of you don't course. have a lot of adults mm -hmm. that's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IG right. or Facebook all day, twenty four seven. Because you got a job, you got to work. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you're not going to have too many people. You may not get the likes, or you may have some people that are scared to like mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to mental health, because right. they're scared that you may find out their truth, mm -hmm. that they're suffering that, right. as well. You scroll by a post and see like yeah. by, you might, right? Oh, it's like, yeah. oh my god, this person may, mm -hmm. you know, they may still be ashamed of it yeah. wow. you know because point. it's still kind of a stigma unfortunately it shouldn't be yeah. in this day and age i think mm. hell black people we all have mental health issues yeah. especially with this <laughs> we definitely do economy and absolutely. political climate that we're going through oh, absolutely so but you may have people who are scared to like right. because and that's where you probably get more dms like yeah. i felt that mm -hmm. right. absolutely yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. and you and you bring up the um insta story that's why I first noticed it because I, I noticed I would post something on my regular Instagram and, it, you know, it might get 40 or 50 likes or whatever. But then I would put something in the Insta story and it's like, I'm like, well, dang, I didn't know that it's, people was paying this much attention. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. And mm -hmm. so that's why I started doing most of my advertising for the show in the Insta story because that's where people are actually looking. And I... <laughs> And another thing I do like about the Insta story is it shows you who actually yeah. sees it. Yeah. Right. Because I've seen some exes that don't follow me in my Insta story, uh -oh. but that's a whole other story. Yeah, you can see people creeping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. page now. Okay. Mm -hmm. definitely. You're like, you don't even follow me. What you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But you know me, I'm a super creep, so I don't care if you see me or not. I'm coming in the Insta story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a post about, uh, wait, let's do, no, actually, let's do Scotty Pippen's wife. Okay. Well, what did she do? Little's got the story because it wasn't a post for it. Oh, okay. okay. Give me one second. I wasn't ready. All right, it's the Unproductive, Unapologetic Podcast. Make sure you check us out. We shout out to all the people who subscribed and downloaded. Yes. Shout out to y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yes. You are great. You all are great. Just keep doing what you're doing. Please keep um, doing. Please tell please, a friend. Yeah, please tell a friend and please give us reviews. We like it, whether it's good or bad. Just talk about it. Don't send right. me no bad shit. I'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this is from... USmagazine.com, who publishes US Weekly Magazine. Mm -hmm. okay. Larsa Pippen files for divorce from Scotty Pippen after 21 years of marriage. Wow. Her quote is, it, it is best we, that we live separate lives. Okay. Jeez. After 21 years of marriage, they are divorced. They're getting divorced. She's 44. He is, what is this, 53. 53. Okay. She is uh, requested spousal support as well as joint and legal custody of the four children. Now, mind you, this is the, what I have a problem with. There was a huge rumor that she was cheating with Future over the past two years. Future was all in the DMs, all in making messy comments in the post. And Scotty took her back after she cheated. Wow. And she filed for divorce. And she wants spousal support and custody. Does anybody see anything wrong with that? Well, we don't know how many times he has cheated either. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Damn, having a woman on the show. I would have got, like, got away with that. Well, <laughs> a lot it. of the times when you have these athlete wives and girlfriends, a lot of things are hush-hush because you kind of 
have the it's that stigma that this athlete is probably cheating, going to cheat on you in some form you know of fashion. Get, you know what you're getting into with an athlete, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So you either don't talk about it, you let it go because you want to live that lifestyle mm-hmm. with that millionaire, or you walk away. And in her position, she probably just was like, well, I don't want to give up this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but with her, I think she probably, over the years, got tired of him. Um, but the way she went about it, I don't really agree with because she got affiliated with the Kardashians. Yeah. Mm. She was hanging with them very tough <laughs> wow. at some point and I believe that's what led to a lot of yeah. her acting out with Future I and agree. all those things. So. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. This I, was, that, was, that was the point I was going to make. I agree, but like like she also said that you just never know what was going on in their relationship. I mean, 22 years is a right. long time. Yeah, it's definitely Because he's time. been out the league how long? 20 because he retired and came know. back right yeah, with the two, Bulls he, he played with the he played with the Blazers right so, it's, yeah. so it Rockets. seems like she might be in after basketball yeah she w- she was after basketball I believe if they've been no, married she, 21 no, years I think she was around because yeah, he got her young with 98 she, 20. Well, she might have been around but they weren't married yeah. Yeah. how long yeah. had they actually yeah. been together is the question if they been he, play, he played at least like three years after Chicago shit it might have been more than that yeah. wasn't it it might have been because he, cause he the, left the Bulls, went to the Rockets. The Blazers, Bulls' last championship was ninety eight, right? Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah. So that's twenty years. Yeah. How old we say Scotty was? Fifty three. Scotty's fifty three. That means he been with her since he was thirty two. Okay. He said twenty one years. I okay. think he was still yeah, in the league. He was still in the league. Been married yeah. to her. Yeah, married yeah. to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so, so she was, was around yeah. some lead time. So like you mm-hmm. said, we don't know what the history is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm big on. Of course, we don't know what the history is, but I'm also big on. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm big on ending relationships before starting new ones. Mm-hmm. And that would be my only beef, especially in a marriage. I mean, before you move on and start doing other things, if it's not working, I think we got to start being adults when it comes to these ending relationships. If it's not working, it's not working for you, say that, let's move on, let's do what we got to do. I mean, if it was a lifestyle or money thing, she got four kids by the dude. Yeah. You're going to get money anyway. Mm-hmm. If it's not working, just move on. Don't start mm-hmm. something new, you know, before you end the, re- the marriage that you're in. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just my only thing. Okay. Can, can I say the unpopular thing? Go ahead. Look. <laughs> Here we go. Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> hey, we don't know. I don't know their dynamics. I don't know what they're going through. If the relationship just just not working and they got to get a divorce, look, that happens all the time. Yep. What I will say is this. You're not supposed to be in the streets. But if you're going to be in the streets, you're supposed to keep the streets in the streets. Mm. Once the streets come home, that's messy. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Scottie Pippen do, what he did, who he done did it with. But I, all I know is I ain't never heard about it. <laughs> but I heard about his wife running around with Future. True. Yeah. You know, that's, that's messy. Very true. Very true. That is true. That's, that's all I got to true. say about that. That is true. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's one of them things That's where a good point, it is a really, really, really good point. It's one of them things where, you know, I just, I just, it's kids involved, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't they kids grown, though? No. No, they're, they're not grown. Seven, okay. yeah, they're 17, kinda... 16, 13, and nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know. Okay. Because I know he got a son that plays ball that's pretty decent. That must be uh, the 16 year old, then, I'm assuming. I think it's the oldest. You said 17? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it's the oldest. But yeah, but I mean, you know, but stuff like this happen every day. So we ain't going to act like they the first couple to ever go <laughs> nah, through <they> some <laughs> crap. But sometimes it's, it's uh, I'm one of those people, and I've said on this show, I think I'm in my last relationship. So let me explain. I feel like 
if me and my lady don't work out, I think I'm done with the whole long-term relationship. You. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm 38 years old. Uh-huh. I just feel like, look, all this starting over is, I'm done with it. I'm just going to do me after this. But one thing about me is that I'm open and honest. And I always say, if if my relationship don't work out and I end up back out in the streets, I'm just going to say, look, I'm just here to have fun. If you want to have fun, we can have all the fun in the world. <laughs> but I ain't looking for no wife. I'm not looking for no long term. I just want to do me. You're going to sign a bunch of 10 days. 10 day contracts. 10 day contracts <laughs> from here on out. You know what I mean? But hopefully I never have to go to that, right, uh, right, that right. level. Yeah, knock on wood. Um, knock on wood. But I'm just saying, I just... He's what, 53? Yeah. Like, what you doing, 50? You, you're not looking for another long term. He'll find someone else young. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. He's in Miami. He's still, he he's still a millionaire, a yeah, multimillionaire. Yeah, yeah. He will yeah, find yeah. a younger you know, woman out there. Will he get married again? Probably not. Yeah. See, that's How, what I'm saying. However, he will find someone yeah. else. Oh, yeah, he's going to find plenty. They're they probably waiting. Yeah. Right, they're waiting. <laughs> they're waiting he gonna, outside. He's going to find plenty, but I'm just saying the whole marriage, the whole super serious, like, oh, it's just me and you forever. Eddie Murphy did it. Like, yeah, that's true. Jordan yeah. did it. Yeah, Jordan yeah. did it too. Yeah. Jordan just got remarried. What? Yeah, Eddie Murphy's on his tenth child. I think. Jordan, Ooh. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he yeah. has like a football team. But Jordan wears zip up boots. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie been caught with a trainee, but that's a whole other story. Hey, <laughs> it's the you and you podcast. Uh, there was a weight post. Okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing it no more. I'm telling you now. Nah, I'm, let me find. Nah, I'm knocking on forty. Never Aww. say never. I understand though. I think I lost the post. Oh Lord, we this, <laughs> this unproductive part. This is definitely the unproductive <laughs> oh, side nah, of the show. No, 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 I ain't losing. Okay, here we go. All right, it's it's kind of long, so all right, Pause. let me read, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this uh post is on the shade room, man. It's a guy. Uh, he's talking about his wife. All right, he says, "Here's my situation. I love her. I promise I do, but she's testing that love. <laughs> We've been married for five years." When we first got married, she weighed about 135 pounds and was gorgeous. Since we got married, she's taking on this whole extra personality. She's gained more than 60 pounds. Mm. This extra weight is not attractive to me at all, I'm telling you. (laughs) We are both school teachers slash administrators, so we get home about 5 in the afternoon. I've expressed to her my concerns about the weight gain suggested medical attention to see if there's a condition or something. Purchased a gym membership, started buying the groceries for the house and even cooking. Nothing has worked. (laughs) Now she's complaining that I'm withholding sex, but that's not the case. I just don't like what I see and it does not stimulate me. Wow. I can't get aroused by a woman that complains and makes excuses all day. I don't like the sight of those rolls and extra meat. I mean, I love my wife, but I'm not in love with what she has become. I don't like what I see. I don't like what she's become, and I don't know what to do. (laughs) Communication is not working. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm ad-libbing it. (laughs) And I just can't make myself be attracted to something that's not pleasing to me. What do I do? I want to help her, but I don't know how to. We here at the UNU podcast are here to help you, brother. <laughs> we here okay. to help. Y'all know me. I don't mind telling my business. So, I 
not that I'm not attracted to my woman. I'm I'm still attracted to my woman, but I understand the change in body. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't say on there, but my question to him would be: Did she have children? Because that that's going to change things. I mean. You see these people on Instagram that can have baby and then snap back in two weeks. That's not normal. That's you know not everybody. Saying? That's not everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's called lot- liposuction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, you know, my beef with his post and our probably only beef would be if she had kids, come on, bruh. You got to relax. Mm-hmm. Now, if she just got big because, you know, she eating steak and cheese every day <laughs> and there's no kids involved then you might have a valid argument you know mm-hmm. what i mean i mean you was attracted to something coming in you know da, 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 da. and then the other thing is is he keeping himself it sounds like he is is he keeping himself on par don't that. we don't know that but my only beef would be if she's had children for you bro you dead wrong that's yeah, all i gotta say it's it's a sticky situation like you said you don't know she had kids she got like he said he tried to get her medical attention to see if something going on. She really could have like a medical condition going on, a thyroid mm-hmm. issue, something like Depression. that. Or, yeah, she could be depressed. So you just Tied never know. <laughs> and you know, if, if she depressed, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times people who are depressed, they don't want to go to the doctor. I mm-hmm. mean, so you just don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand him being frustrated, but at the same time, you just gotta you just gotta push through and just see where where it goes. I mean, once you marry marry her, you loved her, you loved her for a reason, so you gotta hold on to that. But if you just loved her for her physical attributes, there then there's go. a problem. There you go. Mm-hmm. So then, like like we talked about earlier, you coming into a relationship, what are you holding on to? You holding on to looks? You holding on to finances? Yeah. Or you holding on to do you really like this person? Yeah. So does he really like his wife? So that's the question. I got an issue with what he said. Go ahead. You know, like you, like y'all said, he never spoke on how he's doing physically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he said he, uh, if I recall correctly, he got her a gym membership. Yeah. Did he offer to work out with her? Yeah. He said, they, he said he both got them. Okay. Gym that's all. That's all I want yeah, to know. Because okay. I know some people, and even me, I'm. I don't want to go to the gym by myself. Right. Like mm. most people don't want to go by themselves. They want someone there to not hold their hand, but. Like be their motivation, and, and that's why I don't go. Support that's system. why I don't go to the gym. <laughs> I've invited y'all to the gym plenty of times. Y'all know I go by myself all the I'm, time. I'm I've invited y'all. Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I don't know all the particulars. All I know is the post this brother put up. And look, once again, I'm gonna say the unpopular thing. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> They got married, right? She was 135. She put on 65 pounds. I believe this woman got comfortable in the relationship. Well, it sounds... I'm not going to say I believe because I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like this woman got comfortable in the relationship and she put on some weight. And now her husband don't like it. And he's looking for a way, a very polite way to try to get his woman to lose some weight. Look, I'm going to help you out. This is what you need to do. Call your lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would say sit down and have a serious conversation with your lady, not in a rude or belittling way, but just be like, look, you don't put on some weight. I would like to help you take some of this weight off because it's obviously it's affecting their marriage. Mm-hmm. If he withholding sex, if he's not attracted to it no more because you don't put on all this weight, it's, a, it's affecting their relationship. That's true. So, you know, there's ways 
to go about it. Now, if she, if something, if she depressed, if she got a mental health issue, if something's going on with her, then maybe he can help guide her through that to mm-hmm. to, to, to put her on the path. Mm-hmm. But look, let, let's not act like look. We all adults here. <laughs> this happens all the time. <laughs> yes. Let's let's this ain't the first woman to, to get settled down in a relationship and put on some weight. Now. Right, it happens. Absolutely. Absolutely, it happens. But look, I just 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 have a serious conversation with your with your woman and be like, hey, you know. We want to tighten some things up here. But we, if she had kids, man, that's cold blooded. If she had kids, that's a different conversation. We can't yeah. discount the fact though that he has been honest with her. Like, it, I, mm-hmm. I commend him for at least being honest with yeah. her. Maybe. But at and the women same, talk about communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Bruh, yeah, she, but how was he talking to yeah, her? Yeah, that's though? true. That's, was he yeah, like you said? Was he belittling yeah. her? Was he making mm-hmm. jokes to where it's like yeah. it it hurts? Yeah, because mm-hmm. if know? he's mentally and emotionally abusing her, then she definitely ain't trying to do right. that. Or may who's to say she's not happy with her weight? She may be very well happy yeah. where she is. Uh, obviously, he ain't happy with it. I mean, but I like, mean, you married the person for better or worse. True. Now, at this point, I feel like they need to go to maybe couples therapy counseling to kind of oh. work this issue out because it's. Bi- I feel like this is something that's bigger than her weight. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. it very well could be. So I think they should try therapy. I mean, like you said, he did try to cook, buy groceries, buy mm-hmm. better foods. You know, they got a gym membership. Um, like I, like you said, it could be something mental. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she may need to go seek help in that arena. Who mm-hmm. knows? And like you said, she could have very well had kids. Yeah. Like that's something your body completely changes yeah. mm-hmm. after that, you know. And even though, yeah, y'all both work at a school and you're off at five, she has to deal with kids. If she has the kids, yeah. she has to deal with that's homework sure. yeah, and getting sure. them prepared for the next day. Absolutely. We don't know that. And that's why, you know, like my lady put on weight. She's she's you know, physically totally different than how she was when we first started talking. But I I would be cruel seeing all that she does as far as dealing with my children, mm-hmm. dealing with me, still working full time, to be hounding her about her weight. You know what I'm saying? And when I got with her, it wasn't about her weight. I liked her. I liked her personality. Mm-hmm. I like who she is. You know, what she bought out of me. What, you know, all that. It, and so... That going back again, it's so important that you build on some things that can last forever. Right. Her personality right. can last forever. Right. Her weight's going to change. Right. Her exactly. looks going to change. Hey. You know Everybody's body changes over time. Look, exactly. the only, reason, the only reason I'm Except laughing for is mine, I stay sexy forever. <laughs> <laughs> only reason I'm laughing is because one day I walked in the house and my lady, she was my well, my fiance, she was watching my 600 pound life, and she was like, "Hey." If I ever got this big, would you still love me? I said, hell no. <laughs> I said, as soon as you cross three bills, I'm out of here. Well, if you notice on 600 Pound Life, all of them have a man. Yeah. They, really? None of them are single. Yeah. Really? None of them. Yeah. Everybody on yeah. 600 Pound Life that, has a boyfriend yeah. got or a husband. They got somebody and buying eat, the groceries. Yes. Them the pizza. Like, none of them are single. Wow. None of them. So they took liking big girls to hold them. <laughs> and wow. I watched the episode where the husband did leave. Mm-hmm. She got another man in the process. She got somebody else bringing How the fried chicken. How do that? Wow, ladies, it's not discredit just because of weight. Somebody <laughs> yeah. loves it's you. It's the same way when Bama's be in prison and they. Mamas in prison be having women. They be getting married. Married, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. There's a show on that too. Commissary well, before. Well, you, well, you ladies that can't find a man, y'all need to watch. What is it? Six hundred pound life. Six hundred pound life. And talk to some people locked up and find out what they doing. Because, uh, but that just goes to show you the saying: "There's somebody for everybody." Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm on record on this show is uh, is also saying that a lot of times we don't find nobody because. We are attracted to 
the wrong person for us mm-hmm. or the you know we we're putting our values in things that don't really matter or you know like I see women posting now, I, I I could do for myself, so I don't have to get the man I need. I'm gonna get the man I want. I'm like, all right, well, good luck with that, because you're gonna be getting the man you want for the rest of your life, because <laughs> it's gonna be like a rotating door. At some point, you gotta figure out you. That's most important, and then figuring out yourself will help you figure, figure out, out a mate want. and who yeah. you need to be with. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it from the old King Johnny Love Corner. <laughs> uh, Scotty, hey, teach us something. Hey, I'm here. Um, you, as y'all may be aware, uh, birthplace or birthright citizenship has been uh, in the news lately. Um, for some of y'all who didn't know, uh, the 14th Amendment gave citizenship to anybody who was born or naturalized in the United States of America, including former slaves who were recently freed. All right, they call the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th Amendments to the Constitution, they call those the Reconstruction Amendments. All right, the only reason that those issues were brought up and added to the Constitution is because they were looking for ways to deal with, with us, with, with, with black people. Mm-hmm. All right, the 14th Amendment, especially um, after the Civil War was over and uh, black people weren't, weren't, weren't uh, enslaved anymore, they was trying to, they really had a serious scholarly debate on how do we deal with them? Like, mm. are, are they property? Are they contraband? Are they even people? Ooh. So they came with the 14th Amendment to say, well, if you, if you were born here, you were a citizen, right. basically. Right. So that's what the 14th Amendment was all about. That's what birthright citizenship is all about. I think it's very interesting that we have a president in the White House right now that um, back when Obamacare was getting passed, he was in the forefront saying that it was unconstitutional. And this president was trying to change the Constitution of the United States. And, of course, that went before the Supreme Court and Supreme Court rules that it was constitutional and that the Affordable Health Care Act, which people call Obamacare, it, it could fly. But now that he's president of the United States, he's literally trying to, <laughs> talking about he's going to change the Constitution, which to me is just amazing. He's a maniac. <laughs> so that's all I got on that one. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. So give it to us one more time. The 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment gave birthright citizenship to anyone who was born in the United States or naturalized as a citizen. Of course, if you weren't born here, you can come here, you can take a series of tests, and you can be naturalized as a citizen, which makes you a United States citizen. Yeah. 13, 14th, and 14th, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment is what they call the Reconstruction Amendments to the Constitution, because they were ba- basically all about how do we do with black people now that they're not slaves. So, Absolutely. Hey, Scotty teaching us something every show. I try. Yes, sir. I try. I didn't know that. That's great stuff. Yeah. That leads us right into Jermaine Dupree saying that JD folks should still perform at the Super Bowl and use it as an opportunity to what speak out against uh, yeah, or yeah. whatever. What, what was he saying exactly? All right, I got a clip for it. Okay, okay. let's do it. Use their platform, say what they got to say, let people let it be heard. Because the more you talk about it, the more, to me, that changes as far as more than boycotts. Boycotts and marches don't seem like they work to me. I'm, I'm sorry. I think they should send a message while they're on stage. Take advantage of your platform. You know? Um, um, listen, by the way, taking advantage of your platform is to, to, to not do the Super Bowl as well. You know? Like, to, to, to not do it. But it seems really interesting to me because we're in, a, we're in, a, we're in an industry where... You see so many people do things like boycott something one year, and then the next year they're buddy-buddy with the thing that they boycotted. The more people speak on it, the more they talk about it, then the more the more it's something that people feel like they have to address. Um, boycotting it, then people, you know, 
I feel like people pay attention. They ignore boycotts. What's coming to Atlanta and me being the um, unofficial mayor of this city, but but caring about the way people viewed my city forever and ever. Um, I feel like it's my job to at least make sure that um, the welcome to Atlanta experience is the best that you ever have for those that do still come and support um, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, hey, how y'all feel about that? I, I, I honestly agree with him. Like, mm-hmm. the marches and stuff and the protests, that was that was full back in the civil rights movement and stuff like that. I agree. But, like, when it comes to entertainment and stuff, I feel like, I agree with him. I feel like if you, if you have that moment, use that moment to your advantage. Mm. I mean, like, you think about what Beyonce did when she had her Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. She, she had a message. And I feel like if you... If you just cancel yourself out from that that point, you're not really getting your message out. Mm-hmm. And like he said, the more and more that you you speak on it, the more and more the message can filter out to other people. Mm. I, I I can I can see that to a certain degree. I mean, I guess my only my only comeback to that is: Are these performances really changing anybody's mind? Really? Is a 30-minute performance in the middle of a Super Bowl going to change your mind about everything that's going on? Yeah. It's probably not. It's probably not. But it doesn't hurt to still... I get I get everybody's point. It doesn't hurt to still put it out there. But I really don't... I think if you if you racist and hateful, no music performance isn't, isn't going to change that. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I think, I think taking a stand and not helping generate money for a league that doesn't really care about black folk um, is more effective because Super Bowl halftime makes more money than the actual Super Bowl in itself. And you performing, if a Beyonce or, you know, whoever big star performs, you're actually helping generate revenue for the same people that don't really want you around. So Yeah, especially like the advertisers and stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, That's that was my thing with it. I'm like, cut it at the head. If you don't have nobody I mean somebody gonna perform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have nobody of significance performing, that affects their bottom line. That affects their pockets. You it know got I mean? me thinking about uh the Ray Charles movie and that uh it was a moment in it when he was going down to I think it was Georgia and they wanted him to perform and it was protesters out there standing when he was coming in, mm-hmm. and they was telling him not to perform, and they was telling him why or whatever. And he wound up making the decision not to perform, and he got sued for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see, I, I see both sides. Mm-hmm. So you know, it it just depends on the situation. It it depends on the individual what they decide to do. Yeah, but I, I guess I guess what you said is you're not mad either way. Yeah, whether either they perform way, yeah. or don't perform, I got you. Scotty, I know you got something. Nah, hey, you know, I agree with Jermaine Dupree. If you've been a fan of this podcast, we done talked about that marching and boycotting before. Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, it's, it's a waste of time. And I, I feel like the powers that be prefer, prefer if you march because they know nothing tangible is going to come from that. Exactly. You're going to get mad. You're going to spend your whole day marching. Then you're going to go home and forget all about it next week. Exactly. And next week, somebody else is going to get shot by the cops. Because do we even follow up on the marches? Yeah, uh-uh. Nope. The you know, right what, it's like we march and then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. next? And I What's think, right. And, and, and that's been an issue. Mm-hmm. And I think, Scott, you spoke on it before. That's been an issue amongst black folk. We we love the rah rah 
But nothing comes right. out of the rah rah. Right. You know what I mean? We an emotional people. Yeah. So we very. get caught up in the emotion. So yep. we get caught up in all that. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh to speak on the Jermaine Dupree thing. I have so many issues with the Super Bowl. First of all, they got Maroon Five to perform. That's the group that's performing. Okay. So first of all, they didn't get any bun from that amazing city that's right, full of yeah, great yeah. artists to perform in Atlanta. That's one problem. Two is if you were to accept that performance job and protest or whatever are you prepared for what's going to happen after that mm. you can go look at the, that girl group the dixie chicks when they protested what happened ah. to their career their career that's was never real. the same mm. yeah, and, and that's three white women that's true yeah so that's true and also an alternative is all the big wigs in hollywood i mean music business why not do an alternative thing go somewhere get that big artist say okay you watch the game turn the channel Knowing halftime and watch yeah, us. Because they do that during New Year's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to MTV or BET or wherever we'll have you. Get your Jay-Z, Beyonce, or whoever wants to perform. Watch them for 30 minutes. Make that make the advertisers pay that money, and that money goes to a good cause. Mm. People not thinking about that, though, I guess. Yeah. Right? That is that definitely is ways to finesse it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Hey, you might have a job yeah. in marketing. <laughs> but I will say with the Dixie Chicks, that was a different day and time. Mm. You have you had an era of folks, even with, um, I think her name is Jane Fonda, when she mm-hmm. did her protest and rant. It was a different time where people, it was taboo to speak out about anything. Mm-hmm. But now people are are showing that no we have a voice we're gonna say what we got to say well when you got point. a president to say anything he want to say you better Anytime exactly in the social so, media age. Yeah. when that happened with the dixie chicks that happened before the whole social media yeah. era and things That's of that true. nature where that was you bush know time. that was bush presidency yeah, yeah so you didn't have that platform really right. of people that could really hear and engage in your message now you do have social media where it's like oh yeah this I agree with what this person is saying. So if that would have happened today, I think it would have been a different story. And you know what's wild? You bring up Bush. Um, Bush Jr., they had asked him what was uh, what was one of the toughest times doing his uh, being president. And believe it or not, he said when Kanye stood on that broadcast <laughs> and said... It Bush always comes back to Kanye. No, but, but I say this to say... Uh-huh. Celebrities have to understand the power of their voice, good right. or bad. Mm-hmm. And when Bush Jr. said that, I was like, yo, I never would have thought. I mean, because September 11th happened Brother. on his watch. On his 9-11, watch. a recession, Hurricane Katrina, black and people floating down the street. And he said. <laughs> he worried about Kanye West. No, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't that he was worried about Kanye West. He was saying that was the toughest thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. He was saying, him standing up there and saying he don't like black people, he was like, I don't know if I ever even recovered from that. He was like, that he was hasn't. the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was like, that was the toughest time during my uh, presidency. Not saying that the other things weren't tough either, yeah. but I was mm-hmm. like, that points out the power that celebrities have. Mm-hmm. And you can use that power for good, or you can be the new Kanye and use it for whatever he's uh, called himself using. I don't know what, what who, type of Who is Kanye? Brother. Yeah, we're I not just, even going to get back I into just, that. I refer to him as Kim's husband. When I refer to him. <laughs> If you're a celebrity, I just think that you know you should have a plan if you're gonna get into these mm-hmm. these avenues where you start talking about politics and stuff. You know, a lot of times we say that you know if these celebrities are gonna get into politics, they need to be having people on the side with them that that's actually in about. politics yeah. that know what they're talking exactly. about. Absolutely, because so. Kanye doesn't have it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. you know, he's all, he's backtracking again <laughs> and saying he was being used. And he I was believe used. I believe we said that on this yeah, show. We said yeah. that on this he's show. Being used. We said right. Karen Owens. Put that battery in his back. You don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Rip rants. All right. So I started writing my rip rant this morning. 
I waited to the last minute, as usual. So usually the Rip Rants, I write most of them, just so I don't fumble them if I'm, you know, drinking and I'm drunk or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I started writing this Rip Rant, and I already had this joint planned out during the week. Because a lot of stuff happened that I usually go by just feelings of what I'm going to do. So this rip rant, I started writing it. I was getting sleepy as hell because I just came <laughs> home from the gym. <laughs> so I didn't finish it. Unproductive, right? Right. So, all right. The, the rip rant for today is, is titled Find Something. So I was like, I'm just going to wing it. All right. So <laughs> this week, like... We've been going through in in the area in this area, the Washington D.C. area. Uh, we have the Washington Redskins. They're five and two right now. So I got into some conversations with our resident cast members, son and Scott, <laughs> about <laughs> the uh, the Washington Redskins, our football team. So our football team five and two. So let me just put some context into the whole thing. Right now, our quarterback is Alex Smith. Alex Smith has been known as the, the quote-unquote drop the game manager. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the league since 2005. And our quarterback before then, we drafted him in 2012 in the fourth round, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, when he was with the Redskins, had some good numbers. Good numbers. Good passing offense. We always had a good passing offense. Now that we have Alex Smith, the passing offense is terrible. It's terrible, but we're still 5-2. and two. We're 5-2 and two because of our running game and our defense. So, totally, totally, majority of the Redskins fans that I hear on the radio, conversations that I had with Scott and Son, people are not happy. People are not happy with what's going on with the passing game. People are worried about the present. People are worried about the future. So it had me just thinking, like, it had me thinking to the past when I would just totally find something wrong with everything that's going on with the Redskins. Even in moments where we was doing good, the times that we made the playoffs, I was always finding something negative. So the whole point of the Rip Rant being titled Find Something is we have to find something positive in the situation. People are so used to finding something negative in a situation, whether it is sporting events, any type of situation with their job, any their relationship, anything that goes on in their life. And you have to think about the moments where these singular moments in like sporting events, relationships, jobs, just any type of thing that happens in your day that you will always find something negative. You have to look at it as though that there's always a positive in it. We're still five and two. The Washington Redskins are five and two. It may not be pretty, but it's effective. So you got to think about that in terms of your life. Things may not always be going in the way that you want them to go, but they're still moving forward. So that's why it's titled Find Something. Find something positive in everything that's going on in your life because there's always a positive. It may not be going the way that you want it to go, but there's a positive going on. 
So. Hey. hey, that's a great rip. That rant. was a great rip. Rant. <laughs> Alex Smith, uh, Redskins better find some receivers for Alex Smith. <laughs> but no, it's funny you say that because uh, recently, uh, so I've, I've talked about on here. I took on a, um, I took on a big promotion at work, and it was, um, it was a big deal for me because when I came into the field, I came into the field with the mindset that I was going to obtain the there position go. that I got Believe promoted it before to. you achieve it, brother. Believe it before I achieve it. And I did it. And after that happened, I remember saying to my lady, I said, you know what? I need to stop finding, because uh, I knew I was taking on so much more responsibility. And I was like, I need to stop complaining and finding stuff wrong and just control the things that I can control right. and not worry about the things that I cannot, you know, that I can't fix. And one of the things is that sometimes you have people that are slightly over you that you sort of got to answer to, and they sort of create fires for you to put out. And it's like, well, if you didn't do stupid, I wouldn't have to be going into this meeting trying to fix it. But like this meeting I just had Friday. But anyway, long story short, it's right on line with your rip rant. Like, yo, I've been trying my best to just be positive about everything and just focus on the good and the things that I can control. And so much so that, you know, we've we've been, y'all know, we've been going through this thing of trying to purchase this land. Mm -hmm. And um, so so my lady needs another 20 points on her credit for us to get approved for this amount of money we're trying to get approved for. So long story short, she's been doing all this stuff, doing all this stuff, trying to get, you know, get her credit straight. And it's like, the points ain't moving fast enough for, you know, you know, our impatience. Like, we mm-hmm. wanted to happen instantly. And so, I, we had this, I called, I said, look, I said, meet me, so-and-so, we're going to go sit down, just, just have lunch, let's just sit down and talk and figure this out. Because we had found out the, the piece of property, the piece of land that we wanted to purchase, somebody just put a contract on it. So she's so like, oh, it's my fault. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's not focus on the thing that we don't have control over, which right. is somebody putting a contract on the land. Let's focus on what we need to do to get you these 20 points so that when our time comes, right. we're ready. Mm-hmm. We're not hoping and wishing that somebody don't put a contract on something that we want. Mm-hmm. So I said, we're not going to focus on that because contracts change every day. They might have a contract yeah, on it now and a month through. from later, they like mm-hmm. it falls through. So right. I said, Let's not put energy into that because we don't have no control over that. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's put all that energy into what we can control. And I'm just piggybacking on Rip. It's working because she called me Thursday and she was like, yo, my my score just jumped 13 points and we hadn't done anything. Oh, wow. And I said, see, we got to change that energy. Put them positive and so, vibes up. Yeah. Right. And so that positive vibe thing, I'm here to tell you it's real. That speaking thing is speaking things into existence is real. And just having a just just having that positive, direct, focus uh, mindset or energy, it pays off. Yeah. So if you out there listening, I'm telling you, just change that energy, man. A lot of that negative energy let is what's say, causing the problem. Let me say this too, because like all of the rip brands that I've done previously, they they're for me as well. And like when I was oh, talking about yeah. <laughs> Red, red skin fans, I was that red skin fan at one point. So this, like this whole situation, like when I was having these discussions with Son and Scott, mm-hmm. these were mirror situations for me. I was seeing who I was in mm-hmm. the past, mm. so it was allowing me to to even think about, you know, 
Now I, got, I have to start seeing more positive things and situations that I think that I don't have control over or, mm -hmm. or are negative or whatever. Mm -hmm. So this was a this was a win for me as well. You know, I I relished in the in the opportunity. So hey, that's what's up. Hey, Rip, you a deep brother. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> self help, self help guy. Over here. Well, it's the UU podcast. Uh, Rip, you had a story before we get out of yeah, here. Yeah, man, this is a. Uh, this is a difficult story for me, man. For real? <laughs> yeah, because... Look at your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I felt bad about this situation, but it was like out of my control. Okay, so <laughs> last Saturday, I was... I was uh, I just got home from the gym. Usually, I get home from the gym. I'll be tired. So I took a shower, lay down on the couch, and I was asleep, and my phone kept going off, but I was just ignoring it. So finally, it kept going off. So I picked it up and looked at it. It was an alert in my email for the premiere of the Creed 2 movie. <laughs> uh oh. Don't tell me you seen Creed before Littles. No. Uh oh. The alert, the alert came through. So I was, I'm half asleep. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm like, what the hell is this? So I signed up. Don't for tell the me you've seen the Creed movie before Littles. <laughs> Who says I haven't seen it? Uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> I signed up for the movie. I signed up for the movie or whatever, the permit, the screening tickets. Soon as I signed up for the tickets, Little sends me a text message that said, Damn, I'm so pissed right now. I missed this the screening for the movie. <laughs> so I feel bad as shit. I'm like, young. Yeah. I just signed up for the Joe and the little email alert. Did came you tell him when he texted you? No. Oh. He didn't. <laughs> I felt so bad. That I is felt, hilarious. I felt so bad. I was like, yo. All right. I was like, so was the movie good? Man. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I got I tried to get two, but they said I couldn't get two because it was like some something about it was full or some shit. So I tried again and I hit one. And I was able to get one. Mm -hmm. So that's the story you're gonna stick to it. <laughs> uh, that, I'm telling you, okay. that, that, that's what happened. We believe you. When normally with was... screeners, you can't really get two. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, when you're yes, doing you a private. Oh, you. All mine say up to two. Uh oh. But, okay. Uh -oh. Yeah, that, but everyone uh -oh. is different okay. though. It's a, it said two. Yeah, okay. I, I hit two and it wouldn't go through. It kept gotcha. saying this is full or whatever. Gotcha. So then I kept trying because I was like, man, I'm trying to see this damn movie. I've been waiting. <laughs> uh -huh. So I did one and it, it, it took a minute and then the email alert came through. When the email alert came through, that's exactly when Littles texted me and was like, I'm so pissed right now. Wow. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> So y'all gotta watch the bootleg copy together. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was I felt so bad because I was trying to get two tickets. Right, 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 right. Because me and Little's been talking about this joke for forever. And really? That, so. and that, I didn't get through because the email came at like three something, and I didn't see it till after four. So I was late getting it because um. I don't have my alerts on my email because it come. If I had an alert for every email, right, they go right. off all day. Right. And I just happened to check. I'm like, oh damn, let me check. And by the time I checked, it was full. And that's when I hit rip. But little did I know this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So was it good? Okay, so I oh, went I down there, this. stood in line. I got down there early as shit because I never, I never, you know, went Bitch to no screening, screening right. before. Okay. And I didn't want to ask littles because that would have been telling right. on myself. <laughs> and, I, and I already felt bad. <laughs> so 
I went down. I got down there. I, I actually left work early. I left work at like twelve o'clock. I, I went mean, and got my just haircut. Creed. <laughs> yeah, you got you were serious. <laughs> I went and got my haircut and everything. Got down there probably around like four o'clock. It was already people standing in line wow. when I got down there. Yeah, you gotta get there early. Wow. So I was standing in line. We finally, I was standing in line from four to six fifteen. They started letting us in at six fifteen for Creed. Yeah. They start letting us in there. Michael B. Jordan, no hey. shirt, running down the street. I did two plus hours for Halloween. Wow. Hey. So really? they let us in at 615. And the movie, the, the little movie theater was small. And I already su- like uh, suspected that it was going to be small because I looked it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they was like, it's in the basement of this uh, building or whatever. Oh, wow. It was like 240-something seats. And they was like... Uh, a lot of the seats was going to be reserved for like uh, press and stuff. Mm. So I was probably like fifth or sixth in line. So I got in there. We was waiting and the movie supposed to start at 730. So the movie finally started after they seated everybody. And the the crazy thing about it is they never checked the little paper that we had to print out. Mm. They were supposed to be checking that paper. So Littles could have came with you. Littles could have came with Ah. you. So... (laughs) (laughs) So the movie started or whatever, you know, straight movie started, no previews. The movie started uh, a few years after he had his last fight with the guy from uh, the first Creed, mm-hmm. if anybody saw the first Creed. I forgot the guy's name. So he's only fought two fights in his career? No. He was, uh, if you saw the first Creed, he was doing a lot of amateur fights in Mexico. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I never finished the first Yeah, so... It was uh, probably a few years after he had his last fight with the guy from Creed, uh, the first Creed, uh-huh. and he's won six straight fights. I'm not going to give too much information, but I'm going to give this information to give context. So he's had six straight fights, and he won those, and now he's a heavyweight. In the first one, he was a light heavyweight, so now he's a heavyweight, and he fought the uh, – he fought uh, – what's that nigga name? Uh, I don't know, Rip. He fought Andre Ward. Ward. Okay. He fought Andre Ward, and he won the heavyweight title from him. He won his uh, car back, if y'all seen Creed, the first Creed. Okay. So it goes from there. He's now in the heavyweight champion. So I'm not giving anything away that's not already in the previews. That's a little's line. That is a little's line. <laughs> he's still in your whole side over here today. Yeah, right? <laughs> you lucky he's in his own house. <laughs> Hey, little, tell him this the bootleg review. <laughs> it's all good though. So uh, he got he got the title or whatever, and you know he's with uh, Tessa Thompson. You know they are in a relationship and everything like that. So they happen to just be out one night. So then uh, he turns on the TV. Well, the TV is on when he's out, and he sees that uh, Ivan Drago's son calls him out, and the you know. They call him out to to fight, and I'm not gonna say why they did it, but you'll 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 know when you see the movie. So they call him out for the fight or whatever. He's going back and forth, you know, uh, Tessa Thompson and Rocky is, you know, trying to like, you know, you shouldn't do the fight or whatever. Da 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 da. You know, of course he's gonna take the fight because that's that's just how the movie yeah. is. Been a short movie, you take the fight. Yeah, <laughs> and so, that, that's the the son of the man that killed his dad. Exactly. Yeah. So son of Drago. Yeah, the son of Taking Drago. It back. <laughs> so he takes the fight or whatever. You know, things happen. Little or uh, Rip, you gotta give us a short version. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. So things happen. All, all that stuff happens. You you 
you basically know what happens in the movie from the previews, but there's little bits of different storylines in mm-hmm. each in each uh, relationship. Okay. There's a storyline in each relationship. There's a storyline in him and Tessa Thompson's relationship, Michael okay. B. Jordan. There's a storyline in the original Drago and Drago's son. Mm-hmm. There's a storyline with Michael B. Jordan and Rocky. Rocky. Mm-hmm. A storyline and with Michael B. Jordan and his and, dad, I'm sure, and his dad, mm-hmm. his his uh his 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 stepmom mm-hmm. and his child, because you know they have a child. You you know that from the previews. So overall, it was a it was a two hour movie, and it was it was a it was a real good movie, and it was a good movie for me based off of how they went about the relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had three fighting scenes in there. They had a couple of training montages. And, you know, the typical training montages and fight scenes that's in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it better than the, the first Creed. Mm, okay. So I believe it's a, it's a better movie than the, the first one because it, it, went in, it went into more depth. You saw Michael B. Jordan maturing more, his character maturing more. Right. And I have to say this. Sylvester Stallone is a bona fide star. He controlled the movie. And he wasn't any. He wasn't even in all the scenes, mm. but he was a powerhouse in every scene he was in. He was the star of the movie, even though it was Michael B. Jordan's movie. Right. Sylvester Stallone took control of this movie. Rocky is his character. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. Yeah. Like, shit. even even taking out if if you even if you're not even thinking about him being Rocky, mm-hmm. just his acting ability. He was oh, yeah. the best actor in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I can see that. And of course. Uh, he was one of the screenwriters. He wrote uh, the first draft. We got a, a special treat during the uh, after the movie. The director and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Baby Drago showed up. What? So, yeah. So hey, the, the, the new director showed up. Where? <laughs> You're not helping. The, <laughs> <laughs> the the new director of, of Creed Two. His name is Stephen Cable, and the uh, Baby Drago. His name is Florian Montanu. They showed up at the screen, and after wow. the movie was over, they did a Q and A. and they took pictures with you and all that. <laughs> hey, you on the ground with Baby Drago? So hey, this might be the best review ever. They, <laughs> they, if if you seen the previews of the movie, Baby Drago, that Burma is exactly the size as he is. This Burma is a beast. For and real? he's a he's an MMA fighter. I'm about so, to ask that. Yeah, right. so it was it was a it was a g- great experience. My first time. So. <laughs> oh, he was a rookie, little. Call him a rookie. <laughs> rookie. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm gonna rise above your attempts, John. <laughs> Continue on, Derek. They they little say he met Denzel and <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. The director let us know that we was the first ones to screen the movie. So God damn. Hey. The, we saw I saw the movie on November first, and it comes out uh, November. Tw- you saw it on November first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. That gotcha, was gotcha, Thursday. Gotcha, gotcha. So. It comes out November twenty first, Thanksgiving. Early, early movies during the twentieth. But yeah, so it was a great experience. Wow! And it's a it's a must see. I give it uh, how many how many woo you give it? Brother? Uh, I give it four and a half woo out of five. <laughs> right. Wow, four I don't, and a half. I don't give it five for the simple fact there's always something that you know is it's nothing perfect. So, but, but you're a big Creed fan. Yeah, yeah. And if Michael B. Jordan's at the screen, he gave it five. 
the reason he wasn't at the screen and we was told because he was already filming another movie. So uh, that was yeah. the point. Dang, so you almost met Michael B. Yeah, Jordan yeah. too? Oh, let's end this one now, folks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I just feel if the was, steam coming if, from If Littles. he was there, I would have tried to go down. I mean, because I was sitting like right in front. So I, I would have tried to get in Creed 3. So, you know. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> it was. It's definitely a good movie. And based off mm. of like, it's definitely a movie. Women will love the movie. Oh, okay. For the simple fact, Michael B. Jordan in it. And it's a lot of. Look, she frowned. <laughs> you're not a you're not a Michael B. No, it's not no. that. Um, I've never seen the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll say watch the I first one yeah. before a, you see the second one. Yeah, first one was good. Yeah. It was a good movie. And okay. I think women will love it more so than Michael B. Jordan because of like the the intricacies in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a good it was a really good movie. I was it wasn't a boxing movie. It was right. a good movie. A good it was movie. like if people were familiar with the Rocky series, it was just as good as Rocky too. Mm. Rocky. Well, with the Creed, you don't have to see Rocky. Yeah, well, you, you you really don't. Because they do flashback yeah, to flash his father. Back, yeah, you yeah. might get more out of it if you've seen all the Rockies, but you could just yeah, jump straight oh into Creed. Yeah, but no, but you could jump straight into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say movie. at least watch Creed, the first Creed, and yeah. it'll okay. be fine. It's a pretty good movie. Hey, whatever you have it, Lord, did you enjoy yourself? I did. This was fun. Yeah. I appreciate you all peer pressure meeting. Yeah, that's hey. right. Get on the mic tonight. That's you know we, we play good it. cop, bad cop to get you on here. That's, 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 that's all. That's all a strategy. Hey, well, Lord, we thank you for coming. It was a great pleasure, and we hope to have you come back again. Yes, thank you for having me. Please do. Yes, and you Please like family, do. so whenever you want to come, just give us a shout out. It's the You and You podcast, unproductive, unapologetic. I'm your boy, O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. Next to me is. Is your main man Littles, the former movie man? <laughs> you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Littles1126. Can you hear it in my voice, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Next to him, man. Hey, it's Scott. I'm here. Everybody can follow me on Instagram at UNU Scott, U A N D U Scott. Please. Follow the unproductive underscore unapologetic Instagram, and I'm going to try to teach y'all something next week if I can think of something. Hey, next to him is... It's your boy, Rip, the spiritual gangster. I am the screening console. (laughs) (laughs) Console. (laughs) 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 I'm going to beat your ass after this show. (laughs) He said it's going to be some table moving. Next to him is, last but not least. I am Allure Nicole. You can find me on Instagram at Allure Nicole, A-L-L-U-R-E-N-I-C-L-E. And that's it. It's the Union Podcast. You got the track, Rip? Oh, You ain't even ready. (laughs) Hey, we out of here. Thank y'all for coming. God bless you. Let me get this this in first. Let me get this. All right, get it in, man. Slow. I'm about to play something from the Creed (laughs) 2 soundtrack. You better not play nothing from the Creed (laughs) soundtrack. Let me get this in for my man Lose. This is for my man Lose. (laughs) <laughs> For real? For real? <laughs> Yo, this is hilarious. This is a great song, by the way. It's the second greatest song ever. What's the first? Uh, Allure. I'm oh, yes, 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 yes. By Prince, you're saying. Okay. Allure is great. Put your lighters up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's the new year.